Hello, and welcome to episode six of our podcast, Loving Parenting, where our goal is to improve our relationships by going beyond our comfort zone one small step at a time. The title of episode six is What Does From Really Mean? According to the conventional definition, this word describes Jewish religious devotion and refers to the diligent observance of Jewish religious law. In this episode, we'll examine this definition more closely. I try to make these episodes applicable to non-Jews as well as to Jews. However, this particular episode is geared toward Jewish observances, or lack thereof, and their impact on the parent-child relationship. Non-Jews can either listen to this out of curiosity, try to extrapolate these ideas to their own religious situation, or simply skip this episode. A common situation these days is that from parents try to raise their children to emulate their from values and conduct, but one or more of their children reject these values and practices. This situation may be a result of already existing conflict between parents and children, but it is very likely to further exacerbate whatever conflict already exists. It is very painful for parents to see their child reject the values that they tried so hard to instill in the child. In this episode, I'd like to broaden your concept of what from really means so that you can realize that even though the child does not seem to live up to your standards, the child might be serving God with devotion in a way that you might not recognize. There are people who might seem to be from, but who have serious deficiencies. For example, consider someone who performs as many commandments as possible, but who performs them robotically, out of habit, with no thought or feeling involved. As another example, consider someone who dresses like a from person and observes major commandments like keeping Shabbos, and eating only kosher food, but at the same time, he acts nasty to other people and is dishonest in his business dealings. Can we say that these people are truly from serving God really properly? On the other hand, there are people who might seem to be not from, yet they serve God in very significant ways. For example, consider someone who observes only a few commandments as only a cultural heritage, but who gives charity very generously and kind-heartedly. Giving charity is a very fundamental commandment. As another example, consider someone who was raised with very little Jewish education, but who writes a poem expressing deep longing for Mashiach. Messiah in English. As yet another example, consider someone who was raised in a firm family, but who departed from observance of the Torah commandments. Yet, he occasionally becomes inspired to put on tefillin 
and pray with great depth of feeling. Another example is a person who has a negative association with the Torah commandments due to non-ideal upbringing. This person then wipes the slate clean by rejecting almost all of the commandments and then tries to create a pure and perfect observance of a few commandments. He tries to observe these commandments in a perfect way. Another example is a person who is very angry at God for giving him difficulties in life. Why is this person so angry at God? Because he has a fundamental faith that God is good and kind, and what he sees in life seems to be so contrary to that. But only someone who has a very deep faith in God and awareness of him would feel such a cognitive dissonance. We have to ask ourselves whether we have as much faith as this person has. There are many different examples of this type of situation. We might say that these people are not from, but they are connecting with God in some very deep ways, deeper than what many so-called from people achieve. Therefore, if your child seems to have departed from the right path of Torah and its commandments, look carefully at how he is living and what he seems to be thinking, and search for that holy soul that flickers like a candle and refuses to be silenced. From all of these examples, we see that there are many different ways to serve God. Each way has its strengths and weaknesses. But we cannot judge and say that one way is better than another. The only one who can judge is God, because he is the only one who knows what a person is capable of doing and to what degree the person is doing what he's capable of doing. We humans are clueless about these things. Therefore, when thinking about a child who seems to have departed from the Torah way of life, you have to realize that we really don't know what kind of connection this child has with God. It could be that when this child is alone in her room one night, she calls out to God from the depths of her heart. The parents would never know about that. The parent really cannot judge the child. You have to assume that the child is doing his best, just like you believe that you are doing your best. The child is on a spiritual journey just like you are. In conclusion, there is a lot that we don't know. We don't know what another person's capabilities are for serving God and what challenges and obstacles the person is facing. We also don't know to what extent or what degree another person actually is serving God. Furthermore, we really don't know what kind of relationship another person has with God. In view of our profound ignorance on these topics, we really have to give the child the benefit of the doubt and assume that he is doing his best. And we have to love, respect, and honor the child based on that assumption. I welcome your comments, feedback, questions, and suggestions for topics, and I've set up an email address for this purpose. The address is 
lovingparenting123 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in and hope you'll tune in to future episodes.